things. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I can't. <laughs> Greetings and welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. Bully. Yeah. And the boys are laughing themselves silly over Foley's Harvey Firestone. Oh, go on. Oh, God. It's the worst thing that's ever happened in the entirety of the time that we've been podcasting, I assure you. Uh, welcome aboard, and welcome to the first episode of Season 3. Season 3, three. it's yeah. beautiful. Three. Yeah, Season 3, Episode 1. Evolution. Ah, it's a Wesley episode. It is a Wesley yes. episode. It's, uh, it's rough, but uh, it's cool. Like, Season 3 is a lot of changes are happening to Next Gen. First... This is the first appearance of the new high-collared uniforms, uh, which will become the standard uniform going forward from here in, into uh, the end of uh, Season 7. A lot of the actors had been suffering from back pain and back problems because of the old suits, because they were one-pieces. And I don't know if any of you have ever worn a one-piece outfit, but they... Speed suit. Yeah. <laughs> never, <laughs> never call it a jumpsuit. It's a speed suit. Um, the nature of them is that they put an actual... They, they put a lot of tension on the back because there's just not a lot of give between, like, the torso. Um, yeah. like, well, is it like... And you see them in the first two seasons just constantly tugging them yeah, down. So yeah, it's a, it's an those. uncomfortable thing, and I can only imagine what the spandex must have been like, because spandex actually continually pulls at you once you're in it because it's stretchy and elastic. Yeah. So there's always tension in uh, in spandex that there isn't in, like, regular cloth. Mm-hmm. So now we've got the two-piece suit, two-piece suits, which are a top and a bottom. And it's interesting seeing them in high def because suddenly uh, we're seeing seams and whatnot that we weren't seeing in the standard def broadcast. And they're different on everyone's uniforms. Yeah. They're all specially tailored. Yeah, the darts coming in on the pecs and uh, Mm -hmm. there's like a center strip of fabric down the middle of the uh, the shirt. Yeah, so like there's a seam on the left and the right nipple essentially, just like bisecting each nipple uh, going going down long ways and it's weird because I'm not used to seeing that and I don't know if it's just this episode where it's very apparent or what we're gonna find out it's hard to say because each of these new costumes cost three thousand dollars a piece so it's hard to imagine that they were like oh no these seams are too uh, too visible make another one and especially given that we've never noticed them before so. yeah so who knows um, the this season's blu-ray set is a lot nicer than oh, yeah. Season two, oh, the, yeah. the uh, picture is quality is far superior, and that's because what happened originally was they decided, as a cost-cutting measure, that they were only going to do the super deluxe restorations on every other season. So on all the odd-numbered seasons, seasons one, three, you know, five and seven. But after the poor reception of the season two Blu-rays, that was uh, that was revamped, and season four and uh, six both got deluxe mm-hmm. or it may just be season six that got deluxe i don't know if season four made it oh damn that to would the suck Gordon. i'm not sure because yeah. like, i haven't explored it much myself i'm, I'm curious about season four because season four has like the like the other Second opposite end of best of both worlds exactly yeah. although if anything i would imagine best of both worlds got the deluxe well, it also got a standalone release yeah so i'm i'm expecting that maybe yeah. best of both worlds part two got the deluxe and then 
the rest also, of season four might not have. Also, now that we're done, now that we're you know, it's we're looking at that season in the in the rearview mirror now. I think we can all like admit now that like if you're gonna punt on one season of TNG, it's probably T season two. Yeah, yeah. Season yeah. two is easily the season that you season two and uh, maybe season seven. Yeah, would be the two seasons that I would go low budget on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like season one has its problems, but it does a lot of really important world building. Whereas season two, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you want to forget. Like yeah. this is the first episode with Crusher back and with Pulaski gone. Yeah. Never mentioned again. Yeah. She's gone. She's just in the past. Yeah. We don't even need to mention her. Well, I think you said it. You know, she's just in carbonite in the corner <laughs> yeah. of the medical bay. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's, she's uh, Crusher's favorite ornament. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, that was my belief. That I, I, I thought when we had a moment where... Uh, do, you think, do you think she keeps her in the medical bay or is she in her quarters? <laughs> oh, gotta be in the quarters. quarters. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine... Or maybe just in, in the the far corner of the medical bay as an example to others <laughs> either that or in her quarters above her bed so that like when she lays down she's just looking up into the frozen terror face of uh diana muldar oh, it's really weird if, uh, it's really weird if yeah, crusher ever has anybody over actually i think it was probably requested by picard yeah. oh maybe yeah <laughs> they, they got kind of a thing and... I, I can i can only get there if i'm looking into diana muldar's terrified face frozen <laughs> so, so it is weird. great to have Beverly Crusher back. It is. It is really good to have like, her back. Like you know, I grew to like Pulaski a little bit more on this viewing, but Beverly Crusher is just a much better character. And I don't know, like I, I really like the way she plays the character. She's a yeah. lot more mellow, but she has her own she particular gels, concerns. I think she gels much more naturally with the rest of the cast than mm-hmm. Mundar did. And she's got that history with Picard yeah. that, that does really work well. And she's Wesley's mom, so she can, like, mother hen him for a bit. Yeah, we got, we're, we're getting that angle. And he needs it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's something else about the high def. You can really yeah. see his acne. I was about to say, the, <laughs> the very first shot of this episode is a close-up of a young Will Wheaton's face, and it, I mean... He's he's a teenager. Yeah. Oh, you guys got to do him like that. Hey, no, listen. listen. He, he's grown into a beautiful we, man. <laughs> it, it's fine. Because, right. I mean, we were all there. Oh, yeah. Sure. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it lingered longer for some than others. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I mean, if you, hadn't, if you hadn't spoken out loud, no one would have known that I was actually definitely talking about you. <laughs> Shut up. Shh. <laughs> So the the plot of this episode is Wesley was working late on a science experiment and fell asleep and he was working with evolving nanites. Nanites. And uh, they got out. Now they're fucking with the ship's computer. I have some serious questions about these nanites. <laughs> also Wesley's conduct in this episode. Um, it's pretty bad that it takes him like a good three quarters of the episode before he ever tells anyone like, oh, uh, maybe so, this hey, might be me, this, guys. This, Sorry. I, well, I might have yeah. done He's I mean, already setting traps. I, I, I get it for... because like yeah. you know in Wesley's mind he only had two nanites and they shouldn't be reproducing so in his mind there are two microscopic things <laughs> running around the Enterprise the likelihood that they're responsible for what's going on is like a trillion to one but because Wesley is so you know 
diligent and just so anal. He 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 tries to confirm it anyways. So what what is going on? What what what's uh they they're there to start this uh There's a star that is eating or there's a there's a stellar phenomenon yeah. that is eating up star matter from a nearby star and it every, every two hundred years. Yeah, every one hundred and ninety seven years it explodes. Like a neutron star sucking up matter from a red giant I mean, and, yeah. and a binary have, system. Uh, we have Dr. Kelso from Scrubs on yeah, board. Yeah, as Dr. Tub. Stubbs. Stubbs. Dr. Oh, Stubbs. Dr. Tubbs, I wish. Dr. Stubbs of Scrubs. <laughs> Dr. Tubbs is here to eat all your fake cat food. And he's sort of a jerk. He but is. Kind of, like, he, he's a... For, he, he's kind of a faded child prodigy. He's like well, Wesley was, if it never really came to be. And that's and that's the thing that uh, I was reading about in the Memory Alpha is that part of uh, the writing of this episode that uh, was what... This episode, the guy who wrote it was brought on board as the head writer because of this episode. Okay. Uh, like, this was his script that got him the gig. And the reason he was exploring it was because he liked the idea of doing an episode, a Wesley episode, where Wesley gets to see, you know, essentially what he will be in 40 years, you know. He doesn't on, apply on, himself. Yeah, on, on, no, well, not, not that he doesn't apply yeah. himself. But like, if you stick to your current path and never have any fun and don't do anything, you yeah. know, if you, if you focus solely on work and no play, this is where you're going. You're going to turn into this guy who replays baseball games in his head instead of using the amazing future fantasy technology that would allow him to attend live. or play them. Yeah, yeah. yeah like he, he talks about Those were my rewards to myself. God, like, you could, shitty rewards. You could go on the holodeck and see those games as if they were happening in front of you for real. You could nope. be the shortstop. You know, like, and. Nope. He just wants to read the box score. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, numbers are way such better. such a wiener. I mean, like, I kind of get him, but he's still just such a wiener. And as a scientist, he's kind of a shitty scientist because, like, you know, he's, he's, he's so. too single minded. Yeah, he's so laser focused on his one experiment that the. Holy shit, we just created mechanical life. Oh, Wesley's yeah, to, a god now. Yeah. <laughs> the boy prodigy has become a god. Well, I could have been a god if I had, like, the. the flashy showbiz life that Wesley had. Wouldn't you be pissed if you were him at that point? Oh, yeah, totally. What well, science did Wesley really do? Oh, he's like, oh, we have these things that I've been told explicitly don't put them together because they might evolve. I put them together. And they evolved. It was really but, interesting. Yeah, wow. But that wasn't why he was nice told science. not to put them together. Like, that wasn't... Well, like, I guess. But, like, what? You know, they, they said, like, oh, yeah, we've got lots of these things. We developed them all. But all the time, we're, you were very careful not to let them commingle because bad things might happen. Did no one ever investigate what that was? That appears to basically I, be the. I don't know. I, I, they, they never. Uh, they never mention in the episode that the reason they don't commingle is because bad things might happen. Like that's never explicitly brought up as why they're kept apart. But it does seem they odd that do like it is kind of they are kept separate mm-hmm. by. They do say something like tradition about or yeah, whatever. like this they thing. they don't say that they're kept separate. But, uh, like, Wesley, or, like, they're, they're used, like, singularly because, like, they only need one per cell right. to do the job. But Wesley's experiment was, well, what if we use two in tandem? Could they not perform more efficiently? But it does seem like the kind of thing that someone would have thought. Yeah, probably. I'm just saying that's not exactly groundbreaking science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, he's, our, our uh, Dr. Stubbs, he is kind of a condescending dick as well. Yeah, like, totally, yeah. Him, him trying to, him explain explaining to Wesley what Wonderkind means. Like, yeah. come on, Wesley knows what Wonderkind means. He's probably heard it since he was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's German, uh, really, yeah, sir. Yeah, German. 
Oh, wow, you've blown my little mind. Wesley's real polite about it, though. Yeah. Uh, another good thing, it's we get Guinan back, who we haven't seen in a good many episodes. Yeah, and, and it's as, nice to see her again. As usual, she's great. Yeah. You know, she's like surgically used in these episodes, which I really like. They don't they don't overdo Guinan. No. Which would be an easy thing to do. Totally. You know. The, the extremely wise ancient on board. Yeah. Yeah. So, essentially what happens is these little nanites get out and into the ship, and shit starts fucking up all over the place. It starts out as weird, minor, almost funny kind of... Uh, uh, malfunctions, you know, like yeah, well, the, the, the drink dispenser won't shut off, and computer oh, yeah. fix the drink dispenser. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally not. Drink fine. dispenser is working. Check properly. again. No, it's totally fine. We'll turn it off then. All right. And we, we've Weirdo. had that before. Yeah, yeah, that happened in another episode. So it's season a, one, I believe. Was season it? way back there. Yeah, like uh, I don't remember which one that was. I can't remember either. But they like they were talking about maybe it's like a design flaw in the galaxy class, but it's not. It's something else. Just like an energy being. Yeah. I think. Like like you do. You get a lot of energy beings on track. <laughs> Especially in the original series. Not as many in uh, Next Gen. Yeah, we don't get as many like super intelligent shades of the color purple <laughs> and in look, uh, look, Next they're, Gen. They're cheap to film, okay? They are. <laughs> I am Marvel! <laughs> <laughs> we, we do need to do the original series sometimes. Yeah, I, I would like. I would love for us to do the uh, the Futurama episode, the Futurama <laughs> Star Trek episode. Definitely a necessary which, which, supplement. Which does have like a a cameo by Frakes. Yeah, like oh, yeah. when uh, like when they steal uh, Leonard Nimoy from the head museum, and then Frakes' head slides into place. Yes, front row. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Love freight. Uh, why did the world turn its back on our obvious greatness? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So all these malfunctions start to uh, really interfere with the ship and put the ship in danger. And Picard's all like, "Well, we may just have to get out of here." And science guys all like, "Fuck no! My life's work. This is only possible <clears throat> every 197 years." Yeah, you're gonna fuck this up for me, Picard. I'd rather every person on this ship die than. Well, I think well, he said what? he'd rather. Yeah, yeah but, he, but that's what he meant, though. Well, yeah. And, the implication uh, was because Deanna gets to show up to say, oh, yeah, no, he totally means it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a great moment where she's uh, talking to him about what he's feeling. He's like, hey, fuck off. Get out of my head. I, I really like and that. And she looks so hurt. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, he's like, listen, lady, <laughs> I will share what feelings I feel like sharing. You won't share my feelings for me. You got it? She looks so surprised she's by like, it. Why on oh, earth amazing. would you possibly? be upset that I am invading your innermost feelings and telling them to everybody without your permission. Yeah, it's interesting. It's amazing that she's never been called out on that. Before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was good. kind of a wonderful moment. Yeah, that was great because, like, I would, I would have trouble with that. I just, you know, like if I were on the bridge <laughs> and then Deanna Troy just piped up. You to seem the, nervous. Uh, yeah, Shut just, up. Just, just piped up to the captain. Uh, it's pretty devastating yeah. to see for Troy too because she gets that bomb dropped on her and then like then she like tries to come back and tries to rally by saying like, Captain, I'm pretty. Sure, he uh, he yeah. means what he says when um, and, yeah, and Picard's right. like, like, Yeah, obviously, yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. She's, she's like, You know, his, his self, his, his uh, arrogance is very well practiced, and he's like, Yeah, even yeah. I it's, could it's tell that. Clear. Even I could tell that. Yeah. Jesus, you are useless. Oh, You're it's, fired. It's a pretty poor showing for her. Yeah. Although not as poor of a showing Although as the season. Later, she opener. gets a pretty good. Uh, she rallies like, later by dissing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sorry. yeah, and then he give, he he tries to come back with like the very rare self burn. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, yeah. His, you know, she, she's like talking about his, you know, his self portrait is stretched so thin that if this uh, if this hey, uh, thing like, fails, yeah, it might. You know snap. what? Maybe there's nothing. Under 
underneath. Maybe I'm completely hollow. She's hey, like, like, uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was what okay, I was I'm, getting at. Hey, like, like, leave now. If you can, if you can't get him to walk away defeated, get him to walk away confused at least. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know what he was getting at here. So when it's finally kind of revealed that uh, Wesley's to blame and he has created uh, miniature nano people that are fucking with the Enterprise. Uh, His evolved nanas. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been evolving at like a really huge rate and there are millions of them. Yeah, yeah. They're, this is eating the computer more or less. It's as a fuel source. Yeah, and uh, it the the, uh, the scientist guy's just like, "Well, fucking kill him. Just just wipe him out." They're like, "Well, no. They they might be alive. Fuck that shit. Kill him." They they, they seem to be intelligent lives. And like I've seen them built in a factory in Dakar. Yeah. I'm like yeah, but these ones have been evolving. So like, that's like, kind of our job. That's literally what we do. Yeah. And he's like, "No, fuck you. Kill him." He's and like, then hey. and then he's like, "Well, you won't do it. I'll do it." Because like he walks into like the computer core when they're trying to figure out how they're going to uh, safely remove the nanites. And he's like, oh, hey, how about this? Shoots the computer core with, with, his, with his special gamma radiation phaser. What a douche. Makes them turn into hulks. Yeah, it immediately pisses them off and they retaliate. So <laughs> he's essentially proved what he was trying to... Uh, dis- like. He's proved the opposite yeah, of they, his they, theory. They that fill the bridge with gas. He's like, they're, they're mindless machines. He's like, well, actually, when you shot them, they uh, they attacked us. So you, you went ahead and proved that they weren't. Good work, numb nuts. Uh, and then they try to kill him, but they don't succeed, unfortunately. Uh, the, uh... Well, they, they don't know if they're trying to kill him. They're, they're definitely trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't get the impression from them when we when we finally got to talk to them that uh, they were operating on the level of nuance that requ- that uh, was teach Guy a lesson. It, like, that giant arc of electricity that zapped him. I feel like they were trying for a uh, murder-death kill there, but, you know, just didn't get the amplitude right because they've never killed a person before. Maybe. I think I think it was more subtle than that. They're waiting for him to be sitting there in the dark, again, fantasizing about baseball, reconstructed <laughs> from memories that he's read on box scores. Yeah, they're, they're wa- waxing his bat. Yeah, they're just waiting for, like, the critical moment in the game. <laughs> and then they zapped him. Give him the baseball uh, blue balls? Exactly. Ooh, yep. ooh. Kaboom. Boom. I, I, w- I want to note that this is one of the rare times we see the computer core, and it's beautiful. It's a really yeah, nice yeah. set. Yeah, really, yeah, you should pretty, use that more. It's pretty yeah. neat. Um, so eventually, Data makes contact with them. Uh, through the Universal Translator, and they set up kind of a uh, a, a meeting where they're going to essentially, data. yeah, they're they're essentially going to possess data, you know. And you can tell pretty much that, like, as soon as Brent Spiner <laughs> read this script, like, like, like he got to the three quarter mark of the script and like instant, like instant boner, and had to like. <laughs> Like, everybody, everybody, everybody. Okay, wait a second. I'm going to act the fuck out of this scene. This is what Brent Spiner was born to do, baby. Because this is the kind of thing Brent Spiner loves. Oh, I forgot the moment earlier when randomly they start playing John Sousa marches. Oh, yeah, the, that was great. The, the nanomites start playing, playing John Sousa over <laughs> every communication on the ship. Just Presumably, you know, the nanites had just read up on, like, uh, noise torture. You know, like, how, <laughs> how like, in centuries past, the, the U.S. Go- Waco. Yeah, the, the, in centuries past, the U.S. government had blared horrible music at people uh, to drive them crazy. And, and then the nanites so, then searched through the archives playing, uh, for something suitable. Stars and Stripes Forever, and 
Data does like a double take where he's almost not sure if he's supposed to be amused by this or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Oh, it's great stuff. So Brent Spiner gets to do one of his silly voices, which he loves to do. <laughs> uh, they have it out, and in it's kind of anticlimactic because they're just kind of like agreeable right away. It's just yeah, like Stubbs is like, "Look, I'm really sorry. This was stupid of me. I, I learned my lesson." And, and they're, they're like, like, "Yes, it was yeah, stupid." Right. Like, and oh, and then okay. the episode just kind of ends. Well, they're out of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like reading the memory alpha, they the director and uh, producer talk about it. How they were proud of the episode, but the epi- it, they consider it a B episode because it didn't really have a strong ending. It just kind of stopped. Yeah. It's like, well, everything's wrapped up and you know quicker than usual. To me, though, that that's kind of like the the soul of Next Gen <clears throat> versus original series, where a, a lot of Next Gen the conflicts you just kind of talk them out, and then it's like, oh yeah, I guess I see your side of it. Let's just not do anything. It's cool. Yeah. And and that's very different from the original series where you know Kirk punches someone until they agree. <laughs> yeah. Although those are the like the second and third season of original <laughs> series. The first season, first season's fairly philosophical. Yeah, yeah. First season Kirk is like a fucking renaissance man. Completely. You know Kirk. Kirk is all like uh, you know diplomatic and he's not a womanizer yet. Not at all. Like, but you know, by the third season we have I am Kirok. Yes. <laughs> I am Kirok! Oh my god, I can't oh, wait to talk about that. That was one of my favorite fucking episodes. It's so nuts. So yeah, um, so the episode ends. They do the experiment. That worked out fine. The, the nanites fixed the computer yeah, the for them the and then computer. leave. That was, that was yeah, good. They, uh, they found a nice planet. And, uh, you on. know, uh, it turns out that Wesley's getting some trim, and that's cool for him. Uh, Stubbs brokers a deal where the nanites get to have the planet that's being created here. Uh, it's not that they or get something? the... There isn't a planet that's being created. They get created. a planet. He, they, he, they get a planet Yeah, he, he, yeah. he secures a planet for them that will become the, the, the home of the nanomite civilization. Yeah. Which is cool. I wish we'd kind of revisited them at some point. That would have been interesting. Um, early in the epi- Earlier in the episode, we get a moment with uh, Crusher and uh, Crusher, where uh, Crusher says to Crusher, uh, or, well, when P- Crusher is talking to Picard about Crusher, yeah. and she's like, well, what, what, have, what have I missed? It's like about two inches. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, phrasing. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, Crusher is talking to Guinan when Crusher walks in with his girlfriend. And Who's Crusher's- just in the most horrible spandex day yeah. outfit, by the way? It's yeah. just ratchet. I'm telling you, he joined, he joined the Benetton gang. Like, <laughs> everybody else in that crew that he goes over to hang out is all in pastels and neons. They're and terrible. Like, he's there in his gray outfit. Beverly is super jazzed at first. She's like, see, that's healthy. That's what I'm talking about. He's doing normal 17-year-old things. Look at her. And like she's like, obviously sees him with great affection what do you know about this girl okay but like she's obviously going off in two different directions because she got a plate of jujubes and, and a giant glass of bourbon, bourbon. that's, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> what kind of lifestyle was she leading at Starfleet Medical that's like just her comfort. alcoholic that's breakfast that's just her right there right? Right? Yeah. oh my god I mean it's great don't get me wrong it's hilarious Guy's like, yeah, you want some food with that doc? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, no, no. So it's like, Guy, t- tell me about this girl. And she's like, what? She, what? Her and Wesley, what's going on? And she's like, well, she didn't miss the two inches you missed. <laughs> oh, oh, and then that line is not the, in this. That's definitely that line in is there. not in the script. <laughs> definitely in the episode. I was hoping they were going. Don't go. even go check. Just trust me. I was hoping they were going to go the other way. Wesley walks down into the uh, the all gray uniform and he sits down at the table with all the like multicolored children. And then all of a sudden he just changes color, <laughs> <laughs> like a chameleon. Yeah, like. Pleasantville? Some of that movie's oh, called? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he turns to color. Yeah, yeah. Hooray! What a heartwarming moment. And Beverly's infuriated. By the way, I love Beverly 
his jacket. Yeah, this is it's interesting it's because like a gumshoe trench coat. I love well, it. Well, I mean, oh, that's the thing. It's so like great. because of the high def, we get to see the uh, the texture of it mm. now, which we didn't before. Before it was just like a teal jacket, yeah, but yeah. now like we can really see like the uh, the the thread in it, and it's it's kind of unusual. It's also not the jacket that she uh, that part. we'll see later because no. it, it's only like. Waist length. Yeah, it's quite short. It's but not like, her, yeah, her standard her cardigan that she has later. This mm-hmm. is like more like a detective jacket. Yeah, and and when she first comes to see Picard, she's like holding it up around. Yeah, her yeah, chin. She, she, she's she's awesome. she's holding holding on to those lapels. She's just really loving this jacket. Yeah, she's and like, it's really comfy do I, do I look in cool it. It's like, this? Do I look cool oh yeah, this? how about I've this? Got, I've got the I've got and the, the, the door open. She's like, oh my god, I'm here. <laughs> no, there's a re- yeah when the when she shows up at his writing room when the door opens. Yeah, like, the pose that she's striking like in yeah. the doorway is like yeah, it's hilarious. yeah I love. Oh, it was so like she great. was practicing poses. Yes. Like, oh, shit. Yes, it did look like that. Um, eventually, that uh, jacket gets used to hide her pregnancy in a later mm-hmm. season. Uh, they, I they think ca- next season. Yeah, they it? called it the uh, the amazing uh, expanding trench coat because it just kept like they just kept making it bigger and bigger so that they could hide her uh, right. her pregnancy. But uh, but yeah, like normally it's supposed to be like a lab coat, right? And it so it's supposed to go down to you know like just past the knees. Uh, but in this episode, it like stops around hip level so we, I don't know when the change is going to come that it's going to turn into full length lab jacket but uh, I don't know not this episode so well, we, we this caddy is... folks are going to be talking about uniforms all oh, season yeah. obviously yeah so... absolutely this is a this <laughs> is a pro, this is the prototype yeah. we will see yeah. where it goes from here yeah uh, so yeah um, what would you rate this episode Give us a rank. Jeez. I feel like we got a new bar has been set, you know, over season three. Everything's got to gotta view these things with a more discerning eye. That's true, because we, we've, we've had to be generous with season two, which has been rough with, like, mm. bright spots that aren't really yeah, great we had the, in the, the larger... Seasons scope. one and two we were... Measure op- of a man. Yeah, they were operating with a handicap, you yeah. know? Like, we were nicer strike. to episodes that wouldn't wouldn't get as high a rating in later seasons. Yeah. Fair. But I think we can all take that into account. I think we all understand what's going on here. You got some sliding scales going on. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'd give this episode, I would give it a, a maybe like a, a junior lieutenant, like a, it's like, yeah. Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, lieutenant junior grade. Uh, I'm going to go full lieutenant. I think it's better than that. You go full lieutenant? So which one, what, what, what are we at here with uh, full lieutenant, junior lieutenant, which which is that? A two pips? Two full for lieutenant. Two. Yeah, I think I want to go two pips just because I'm so happy to have Crusher back. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to have Guinan back as a character because we've not seen her for like seven or eight episodes, I feel. Yeah, yeah, she, uh... I mean, it's unfortunate that we get basically no Frakes and basically no Dorn. That, that is kind yeah. of a drag, but we do get some crushing put-downs yeah. of, uh, of Troy, which is one Wonderful, <laughs> uh, and it's a pretty good showing for Wesley, even yeah. despite. All oh yeah, his, this uh, isn't this isn't the standard subterfuge. annoying Wesley no. is super brilliant episode. This, this is, is a uh, it, it's it's kind of Wesley coming into the character that he he was sort of meant to be at the beginning, but never really worked as. Yeah. Now he's just like, yeah, he's a really smart kid who sometimes makes mistakes. He, he's grown out of being the Roddenberry Mary Sue that he uh, was yeah. originally created as and is now becoming just like a character. Yeah, and, and I guess that, that's kind of why I want to go with Lieutenant on this one is because I feel like all of the characters have sort of arrived yeah. at where they should be now, finally. Like, this feels like the first episode where I feel like everyone is properly solidified as a character. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll rank it up to uh, fall in line with you guys. I'll give it a lieutenant as well. So lieutenant across the board. Nice. Two pips. Yeah. Now I can change my ranking, Admiral. <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to 
worst person. I well, what, about, what do you think, uh, Worf's brother Harvey Firestein? Oh, Harvey! <laughs> it's Paul Sorvino. Worf's brother is Paul Sorvino. No, it's, I think it might be actually be Harvey Firestein. We haven't seen that episode in a really long time. I think I think Jared and I remember it better than you do. Oh, Alexander. <laughs> This is the worst. This is the worst. Can you not agree that it would be awesome if oh, would, it would if be he, brother was played by Harvey Firestein though? I think Harvey Firestein would make a better uh I would like to see him as a recurring character as like just the worst Starfleet admiral ever. Oh, he's yeah. a, like like he's <laughs> failed upward into the position. He doesn't know why <laughs> nobody knows why he's an admiral. It's like it's essentially a clerical error on the part of Starfleet, but now he's an admiral and everyone's too embarrassed to that's, take the admiralship away from him. That's and great. he doesn't know what he's doing with it. <laughs> God, listen to me, I don't know. I'm I'm still Guinan's hairdresser as well. Oh man. Um <laughs> So, uh, how, how are you doing in Wrath of Gems? Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. So, like, the dilithium situation is just awful. Uh, the dilithium situation is dire. Um, ever since they fixed that dilithium glitch, uh, this game has become much harder to play. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm just happy that I got as far as I did before the dilithium glitch was solved. It's getting, Beverly Crusher is going to cost me 28,000 dilithium to upgrade her. That's and I can't insane. afford that. It's going to take me weeks? Yeah. Months, maybe? Maybe? It's rough. It's rough. Um, all my characters combined, I owe... Are Captain Planet? Yeah. Yes. Between between all the TNG characters and the TOS characters, for all the upgrades that I have to do, I think it's going to cost me about 100000 lithium. <laughs> Jesus. And I have 4000 uh, See, I, I really wish... like It, it kills me that... Uh, be, because you can't uh, do the sign-in through Facebook thing because you're you know playing on like a, a it's a work, a work phone, phone man I so can't you, so you can't do that uh, they've just now introduced a new thing with uh, Wrath of Gems where you can trade your cards and stuff with your friends which is great because that would mean that like I get cards for characters that I've already maxed out I could pass them on to you and that, vice versa that does sound sweet I wish but unfortunately because because of that uh, Facebook uh, problem we can't so I've, I like I have to like sell off these cards that I wish I could be sending your way. Wow. Uh, oh, if, only, if only we had other Wrath of Gem playing homies. Oh man, if only. But I guess that'll never happen. So anyways. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um, yeah, I got nothing new to report on Wrath of Gems other than I have been mispronouncing Roostal this entire time because it's a okay. it's Rustai because it's an I at the end not an L but uh, in my defense I just got new glasses and nice. now I can read it properly and that is not a lowercase L it is, that is a lowercase I it is still the best attack it is yeah it's the uh, Worf's Rustai is uh, is devastating uh, and when combined with uh, right now my dream team is a uh, level 50 Data a level 50 Worf and a level 42 Deanna Troy Man, I don't have data at all. Like, what, what, what does he do? Oh, data doesn't do anything. He's my, he's, he's my just, damage, he's, he's your my damage shield? sponge. Oh, okay. You know, I, like, I have Jordy in that role. Like, he's got some stuff. You know, like he, uh, he has like a, a diamond attack and stuff. They, mm-hmm. they do some pretty decent damage, but he doesn't have anything as devastating as Rustai, and he can't freeze the, uh, the enemy the way Deanna Troy can. So, so Picard has a freeze and. Um, the diamond attack is called a tactical maneuvers or something. Like mm-hmm. Picard's something like, tactics, Picard advanced tactics, something like that. That basically just gives you a huge damage buffs to the gems, so mm-hmm. you can 
one attack will do you know a few hundred damage. The problem, of course, is that you're placing them on gems. So if you're using them in concordance with Worf, mm -hmm. you'd like set the board up with all the damage buffs, and then Worf would just destroy them all. Yeah. So I mean, you you do a ludicrous amount of damage to one character, but you're kind of it takes quite a bit of gems to mm -hmm. get the card attack going. Unfortunately, my Picard is like he's at like level twenty. Oh, so my, mine's he's my highest leveled character. Yeah, I just never got any Picard cards when I was uh, when yeah. I was going through the game. It I is have luck of the draw. The story for both uh, next gen and original series. Oh nice! So I've I've finished and uh, did did you did you did did you read the story this time? God no, no, I'm not reading. Listen, <laughs> do you have any idea what the TNG story was about? <laughs> not a clue. Awesome. Um, or, or, or the original series story, like I'm really I'm really enjoying the original story story. Yeah, it's something about some guy, like some friend of Kirk's who gets killed. And... Yeah, that that's sort of it. Yeah. yeah, like I know, like I know how it ends. Like I read a little yeah, bit of the ending. Don't, I don't spoil it for me. I'm not there yet. Kirk's friend died. Oh, well, that, I knew that in like episode the first chapter. Well, it gets reiterated. Oh shit. Uh, uh, at any rate, uh, okay. I know I know who did it and why. Oh, but uh, okay. I, I won't uh, I won't drop that on you. Like what, what, I, what, I do pick up on these things. Was it wreckage? No, no. I can't. Remember. I don't think their two stories are related. No, no I, okay, definitely not. But uh, but yeah. Um, so next week we have uh, the, the ensigns, ensigns of, of command. command. That's yeah. uh, the, the Sheliak are on their way to reclaim this planet. Uh, that uh, some people, I guess, crash landed on, or I don't know if they crashed there or whether they uh, they mm -hmm. you know wanted to live a, a simpler life. So they uh, space they, pilgrims. Yeah, exactly that kind of thing. But at any rate, they're on a planet. They've they've got their own little civilization going. The Sheliak are on their way and want the you know they'll kill anything on the planet that uh, so they get there. Evacuate them. Data's got to get them out of there, but they don't want to listen to Data. It's been quite a few years since I've seen this episode, but I'm pretty sure there are no ensigns involved. No. I think. It, this is one of Data's first like big Future command episodes. missions like yeah. you know like this is like one of those episodes where Data's like you know maybe you should get someone else to do this I'm not sure if I'm the best choice for this and they're all like listen Data you gotta learn sometime and they're like come on uh, it's the most human thing you could do <laughs> no well. so yeah um, that's coming up uh, next week that'll be exciting I remember it being a good episode I remember enjoying See, I've got it like mixed this, in my mind with like three other episodes. Well, that's because this is like this is one of the most standard next gen <laughs> plots. Like this is totally. the this is like the go to next gen plot. Like like wow, we got it. We are in so much trouble. We have to have an episode written for for like Friday, and we've got nothing. What do we do? There's oh, <laughs> my dog ate the script. <laughs> we we got to come up with something. Here, planet evacuation. Ah, oh, God, one of those. Yes, let's do it. Who are we gonna send down? Yeah. Data this time. We, we, we spin the wheel. Data. Barkley. Oh God, he's not. He's not a character. <laughs> there's, there's one I, other. There's do we one get other... Barkley this season? Is this oh, Barkley season? Uh, I think he's season four. Yeah, he shows up in season four. I okay. think Barkley. He's kind of a, like I mean, he's an interesting character in Next Gen in that like Barkley was created as kind of a uh, a character like a an everyman character because everyone on Next Gen is just so good at their job, you know, like and he is not. And, and he's not. so they're like, hey, what? How about we show just like Joe Everyman in uh, in Next but Gen? But by comparison, he just comes off like a total knob. Well, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, Barkley isn't unskilled. He's just socially inept. Yeah. He. But like. So Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> Jordy is not as socially inept as. No, he's not as, as socially inept. No, he's more stealthily inept. Yeah. It's true, though. Jordy probably hangs out with Reg just to, like, oh, yeah. you know, look cooler by comparison. Poor Broccoli. <laughs> hey, he's, he's a cool guy. Uh, Alright. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to cut it there. Uh, right. so thanks for joining us aboard the Diecast Enterprise. 
This is Pags. Bully. Jay. We'll see you next time. The Diecast Enterprise is a non-stop pop production. If you enjoy the show and want to support it, please check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash pags, P-A-G-Z. You can also follow us on social media. You'll find links on our website, diecast-enterprise.com or nonstop-pop.com. Thanks for listening. Live long and prosper. (laughs) 